0: Because I'm the founder of the company, realestateagentsitrust.com.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Billy Halliwell and Chris Field, the Church Boys. From the sublime to the ridiculous, but mostly ridiculous. It's in wonderful Sunday afternoon. I hate
1: these guys. Yes, 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 we're here. We're not going skiing. Whatever it is the the line is that Billy usually uses. Some sort of (laughs) crass reference to being homosexual I, or something. I never use that. I
3: never <laughs> use that. It's always you. Oh,
1: anything offensive on this show, everybody
3: knows who listens by now, that any offensive moment outside of me going crazy on the Never Trumpers <laughs> um, and even that wasn't offensive, it comes from you. If there's anything I that, that might I get a sued. Like, I feel like I've become a Never Trumper. I don't even know. I don't know where I am on the spectrum oh, anymore. It's...
1: <laughs> I have a pretty good idea where you are on the spectrum. Oh, or are you talking See, okay, the offensive thing came from me and I didn't even mean for it. I mean I did I mean for it, it to up hurt. You. Eat it up. I know you did. It's, it's, oh, it's, only 15, it's only fifteen seconds in and we've already made an autism joke. Uh, well well, I didn't make <laughs> let's not let's not use we. Okay, fifteen seconds in and an autism joke has already been made. By by you, Chris Field.
3: <laughs>
2: well,
1: welcome to the show. <laughs> this thing wouldn't last under FCC guidance for three minutes. <laughs> no, don't let Sarah Palin hear this. Oh
2: uh, w- my um, goodness! Because
1: she doesn't. Well, no, I'm not. Uh, because she doesn't like anybody saying anything that might be perceived as mean, right? Okay, <laughs> so Welcome to the show. It's the Church Voice. Well, wait. wait. No, this we, is we this is Chris. Plan. That's uh, Billy. What's that?
3: Well, hold on a minute, because if you're gonna start, you know. Wait, your mic. The-
1: you're going quiet all of a sudden. Speak up a I'm little
3: bit. I'm going quiet. Are you trying to mute me out? Is no, that what's I'm trying to get
1: here? you to speak louder so people can actually hear you.
3: I'm I'm screaming into my microphone. Why did you because say? Because I co- want people to know about your moment of senility.
1: You're well, we'll get to that. We,
3: uh, well, no, I think we should get to it now I, because <laughs> I
1: might, be, might not be long for this <laughs> world. I really need you to speak up. a little. You suddenly went quiet. Did you unplug your microphone?
3: No, I'm screaming things into the microphone.
1: Turn up your gain just a little bit on the back, just a hair. Just a smidgen. How's that? I don't know. <laughs> you're you're sitting. The microphone is. He, he, you're sitting clear back here. No, She's I'm sitting, like on. T- I'm like licking like, the microphone. It's like you're on vacation.
3: I'm I'm almost licking the microphone. I'm that but close. you're
1: you are so quiet coming through the board. It's really
3: really weird. Let's see if I can. Honestly, the, you want to know what we record? Just so everybody, we record this <laughs> in a. <laughs> <laughs> in like our children's little playhouses, because that's like what so, how you're we're suddenly
1: profess- lu- you're suddenly loud again. Do you have some sort of program running on your computer that keeps bringing you down?
3: Uh, it's called Chris Field, and I see your face. That's what's bringing me down. But no, I don't. I don't think I have anything on really, my. This is computer. really.
1: This is really strange. <laughs> we should probably go ahead and disc- with the show because, as you indicated before, I might not have long for this world. You might not because. My wife is really concerned. That um, she's been concerned for for some time, uh, but today really underscored it. So we're I, we live in this old house. It's a giant old house, and we have a we have heat pumps. We have heat pumps for different two different parts of the house. It's a big old house, forty five hundred square feet, and that's not to brag. That's just to set up you know why it is we're doing what we're doing. No, it, it was partially to brag, but that's fine. <laughs> So now I'm going to turn you back down because suddenly you got loud again. You got excited, that's what happened, you got excited. And so you decided to get loud. So anyway, so we have a fireplace in the middle of the house. The the chimney goes from the basement all the way through the middle of the house, all obviously through the top of the house. And so we try to get wood every year. And so I was having wood delivered today. We had a couple cord of wood that I get to stack this afternoon or this weekend. <clears throat> but the the people delivering it didn't know where we lived. And so I went to their place where they had their truck of wood and cause they needed directions to get here. So I said, why don't you just follow me? So I drove down there and they followed me to my house. And then I pulled to the side of, of our house to this on this parked on the side of this, on the street next to our house. And then gave them the directions to the alley that goes behind our house. And then they can had access to our backyard where the wood goes through a a gate we have a big fence that goes around on the back side and anyway so they came through but they needed direction so i get out jump out of the pickup and tell them where they needed to go and then run through the garage to go wait open you ran i just want to actually jog oh billy you should see me the last couple of weeks i'll have to tell you maybe off air about football practice because it's going <laughs> this old man's actually moving you wouldn't believe it billy i wouldn't <laughs> so anyway um so we get uh so I, I run through the garage and into the backyard and open the gate for them so they can have access and then i just you know they're going doing their So i'm gonna go back inside and go back to work and so i come back come back inside and i'm working and and then they get done and and then a little while later my wife says i got to run to the grocery store but is the, lucy and i are just going to walk there oh yeah I, you guys don't have grocery delivery no no we're not you know idiots <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> So you're just—that's hate. You're just jealous. (laughs) Nope. And so it so J.C. and the baby leave to walk to the grocery store, and I hear the door close. And not 15 seconds later, my phone starts ringing. And who is it? But my lovely bride. And I pick up the phone, (laughs) and I say, "Well, that was quick. (laughs) What did you forget? (laughs) I mean, you're just like right outside." And she goes. did you mean to leave the pickup running? <laughs> I said, no, I didn't. You stop. I did not. She said, oh yes, you did. Hold man <laughs> And I said, well, I was busy. I was giving so You directions left the car the- running. How long are we talking? Well, like, two ou- like two
3: hours. That is honestly, you know what you need? You, you really need some Boniva.
1: Uh, the, I think the fact, the, the fact that I have not left my kids in the car at Walmart or wherever. <laughs> That's my that is my fear that that will Isn't happen. Isn't that a horrible day. fear? Anyway, so my wife, several times on the phone calls, going, Oh my God. <laughs> she's like, I can't, Oh, this poor to, woman. Honestly, to go to she's gone through it with you. She has. So, and she's going through it with me this week because I'm coaching football. And so she's one of those football widows, you know, the the wives of football coaches who don't see their husbands for most of the football season and uh, she uh, yesterday was laughing at me because I'm stiff and sore because the last couple of weeks we've been, we have a low turnout this year. And so then I'm, and then we've had a couple guys get dinged and so they maybe miss practice or whatever. And so during practice, I'm on the scout team for both the defense and the offense. So the head coach can continue to watch things. I would be, normally be watching the defensive line and the offensive line and helping coordinate the, the defense. But we have to have a scout team. So I've been running you know, quarterback on the scout offense and then playing linebacker and defensive line on the scout defense. Now, I'm not tackling or anything. Obviously, I'm not padded up, but I'm at least another body for them to block or to read or whatever. It's amazing they let a princess like you out there. <laughs> but I am so <laughs> sore because despite what you do, you're going to make contact, not like tackling contact, but they're blocking you. And they're, I told them, listen, I'm just, I'm your resistance. You should be blocking me, right? Don't take me to the ground, but you can block me. I'm not going to, you know, Do you slap back. No, (laughs) I can't hit them. Right. (laughs) I mean, I slap a little slap, but, but like on, on offense, like if I have to run the ball, they can come and they can wrap me up or, or come or just tag off or whatever. But every once in a while there's a collision or somebody runs into somebody who runs into me or whatever, or, you know, something happens anyway. So I'm just sore all over. And exhausted, and my wife says to me before I leave for practice yesterday because I'm telling her all this why I'm sore. She's shaking her head. She says, "You're too old to be doing this." And I said, "I know, <laughs> but I'm having a blast." I said, "I'm not complaining about it at all." I said, "I, I told you I'm sore and exhausted." I said, "But I, I tell you, I wouldn't trade. I'm just having, I'm having a blast." You know, this is my fifth year, and and we're just having a fun time this year. It's it's extra fun this year. And I told her about it, and I said, you know, the other day I had to go out for a pass, and the guy who was guarding me, you know, dove to. Defend it and then hit me right in the thigh. And if he'd have been about three inches lower, he'd have hit me in the knee. And I said, Who knows what'd have happened then? Right. And she goes, You would have been Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> sitting there crying,
0: Why me? Why me? Yeah.
3: Except, yeah. except it would have only impacted your ability to eat donuts
1: standing up, not skate in the so Olympics. My wife says to me before I leave for practice yesterday. Mm, she says, um, <coughs> What's going on over there? Is this part of the aging process? it's part of the, co- the, part of, no, part of the coaching, memory, part part of the coaching voice because we our voices come in and out as we coach because we do a lot of you know high volume talking and uh, opera, opera singing. <laughs> so just before I leave, she's looking at me, shaking her head. She says, "You're too old for this." I said, "I know, but I'm having a blast." And she says to me, "She says if I get a call during practice from from." Kyle, the other coach, one of the other coaches, She says, if I get a call from and who is one of my dearest friends since we were about four years old, he and I are coaching together. It's like a dream come true. You know, if I get a call from Kyle that you have to go to the hospital or that you're at the hospital because you're doing this, she says, I will come down to the field and I will kick you right in the nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for your wife that she has to put up with you. I feel bad for my wife every day. I wake up every morning. I wake up and I look over at her and she looks over at me and just I just say, I'm sorry. I mean, that's... <laughs>
3: so basically, <laughs> you have so a terrible I'm, memory. You're physically and yeah. mentally, you're a disaster that, this week. That, that, that That's pick, the bottom line. That
1: pickup incident this morning was the most old manny thing I've ever done.
3: Oh, I do that uh-huh. stuff like once a week. <laughs>
1: You're, that's because, I, i'm that's trying because to remember you what a, i did the what i did
3: last that was appalling yeah but that's because you're low iq i mean for me
1: it's maybe because I'm old. maybe
3: well no i did i did something <laughs> recently that was just like what in the world <laughs>
1: how did you want um
3: to- <laughs> i li- i lose things all the time oh, I, like we're constantly and, and i don't know i think like in a in and in this is a townhouse excuse but like townhouses are thin and tall right so yeah. i feel like it's easier to lose things on different floors. Like, yes, I'll put something yes. on the first floor and I'll forget where it was yep. and I'll be on the third floor. And so I lose things all the time. And we, both of us, my wife and I, where's my Apple Watch? Where's my phone? Yeah. I don't have my keys. Like, all, and we have spaces I like, for I like,
1: all of these things. I like how you threw that in there. It wasn't just, honey, where's my watch? It's, where's my Apple Watch? Well, no, the reason I bring that up is because we're afraid that one did of the I kids happen, is going to like eat I it or throw mention, it. Did I, happen, did I happen to mention that I've been in movies? Honey, I was raptured. Honey, honey, where's the copy of where's our where's our copy of Left Behind? You know the movie that I was in. So, Billy, you frozen? Oh no, we've lost Billy. I thought maybe he was just pausing because he's upset. Billy, Billy, are you there? <laughs> okay, Billy. Hello okay he's just disconnected so we'll just try this again Excuse the professionals we are the most unprofessional podcast on the planet billy are you there billy tell you what we we'll won't take a break look we'll at this This Buster cluck figured out we'll be right back just a minute whoops wrong button just we're taking, Are you there? We're taking a break. There? Just a second. We're taking a break. Attention. Why is that so freaking quiet? Let me try that again.
3: I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. You like it? Attention. You wouldn't pick up either.
1: Yeah, we're in the middle of something here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll
2: figure it out later.
1: Okay, be quiet while I hit this button, would you please?
0: Okay. I touch Realestateagentsitrust.com.
2: Back to the church boys.
1: So we think we have the technical difficulties figured out. Billy is back and looking pretty as ever. Billy, is your mic working?
3: I got my pumpkins, my pumpkin. Of course you place oh. It's
1: so frustrating.
3: Is the mic not working?
1: It was cutting out again so
3: you you were actually cutting out a little bit for me too there might there must be a connection issue here maybe being that you're the false prophet <laughs> you know there's some sort of technical glitch because yeah. you know and by the way just there's a side photo note. Evidence. wait a minute pro- props to pedro because <laughs> i we put out a second book for the, vid- for the a video for the second video for the book which is about the antichrist a couple weeks ago and in that video the the guy who put it together he made these images of the false prophet and I didn't look very closely, but Pedro went through and, and basically tied the false prophet because I made this false prophet Chris Field joke to Chris Field. Yeah. He has like a mustache
1: and a goatee and everything. Well, it's apparently based rolling. on me. Yeah,
3: it's, I was rolling,
1: rolling. Yeah. yeah. Pedro's a big help. Speaking of. <laughs> wait, we have mugs. Can we talk I was about the mugs? Say, I think Pedro was the one most disappointed. He's the one who called you out first on the lack of muggery. I never hit hit
3: publish, and then I kept forgetting to go back and do it after.
1: You're such a dope. I know. You you make all of these big, grand promises to people, and then you're just, you know what you are? You're just a disappointment. That's what you are. But we do have mugs now. We'll just call you Major D. Major Listen, disappointment. We, hmm?
3: we we were able to, and I just want to say because this is, we are not making a profit off of this. Although, if I'm being honest, the estimated profit, just brace yourselves for the sale of the mugs is fourteen dollars. Oh, so we are not making money. a profit, but we big wanted money, to start money, big getting big some money. mugs out there for the church boys. So this is just one design. We're going to have some other ones. We are only selling a, a bunch of these. I don't even know what the exact number is, uh, but we have to hit a certain number in order for them to print and to to ship out. So. They're ten dollars instead of fourteen ninety nine. We cut five dollars off because we don't care about making a profit off right. of it. Um and they again, ten bucks, you can go to teespring.com slash the church boys and you can buy one.
1: And I think that they should buy one, but so I if bought it, one. Right. I no, bought. Of course you did. We don't get them free. I'll, we have to buy them too. I know. I'll I'll buy one too eventually. So Otherwise. What were we going to, before we got so rudely cut off by your inability to use a microphone or a computer camera. Walmart. 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 That's right. So Walmart. Oh yeah. This week. So this weekend is, you know, as we all know, is the 15th anniversary of uh, 9-11. Which I can't is, believe um, it's been that long. I can't either. I mean, oh. where were you that day? I think we've talked about this before. Where were you on that day?
3: Um, I was a senior in high school oh. on that day. I know, Chris, you were you were using your walker in Central Park or that's something, crazy. but I was I, actually I
1: was, I, was, <laughs> I was it was actually the first week of school for me yeah. in my senior year. Yeah, I was actually I, I was actually at the Capitol building when it happened. But anyway, so that's yeah, it's weird to think that that was 15 years ago. I mean, it
3: actually but, makes me it, it gives me like I get I, every time I think about it it like brings me back to yeah. it again and yeah, i feel I like sick
1: to my stomach again yeah. every single time i think about it I did and it's it's so strange and and it's uh, this is going to sound weird to say it just seems like it was yesterday at the same time it seems like it's a lifetime ago you know what i mean i mean the well, world, it's jacked the world up so right, i mean the world it's, is it's so exhausting. different the world is so you know? different from then so it's a yeah. it's a whole different world but at the same time it's like i can remember all the details from it. i remember the friends i was with and the coworkers i was with when we were evacuating the Capitol and, you know, all that stuff.
3: We had a, and I know I probably showed this last year, but I'm going to say it again because it sticks out in my memory. We had a school library that was two floors and you could see up the second floor. It was like an open floor plan. You could see, and there was there were, there were was like a banister all the way around and people could, could line up on it and look down, let's say. Yeah. And they had a little TV that they wheeled in, a, a decent-sized TV that they wheeled in because everybody just started going to the library. I mean, at right. that point, everybody right. wanted to know what was going on. Right. And if you were to look, I mean, it was just hundreds of people packed into this library watching that little TV in silence and there were mm. people upstairs on the all around and people downstairs it's just one of those weird memory like eerie weird yes. like nobody went to the library right right but that day everybody was in that in that library Wow so strange
1: that is weird. so all right so anyway, we were gonna we were gonna talk about instead of doing some sort of remembrance of 911 which maybe we should if we were respectful people, but we're not and we're not professionals so we wanted to talk about this controversy that happened in Florida. I mean, like outrage. And In fact, that's the one of the one of the local stations that was reporting on. It reported that it's this 9-11 display sparking outrage amongst people. And I just thought when I saw it, I thought this is ridiculous. And Billy, you had the same feeling. In fact, sent me the same story I had already seen. And you felt the same way I did. So lay this out for people because it's so- re- it's re- stupid. Because we live in a society where we're all perpetually outraged and getting upset about
3: everything to the point of not being able to keep our food down, yeah. this is yet another example of that. And I think what if you were in this particular Walmart, what you would see is you would walk by the typical stand where you'd see all the Coca-Cola products. What, and spray. they do this kind
1: of thing all the time with Coke stuff. They make displays yes. out of the boxes of cans. Now, apparently, Walmart made the decision to do
3: this, from what I understand. Walmart made the decision to do it. What they did was, I, I thought it was actually really kind of yep, interesting. They made an American flag out of the Coke boxes. So right. there's like the the blue, the red, the white. Right. But then in the middle of that American flag, they stacked up bla- the black Coke. I think it's the, the Coke Zero or whatever. Those it comes in black. Big, Comes in black. Always has those big boxes. They stack them up into two towers. So yeah. it looks like there's the twin towers or a giant are in number, front of the American flag, or a giant number eleven, right? Or a giant number eleven, yeah. but but it was the twin towers, yeah. but it's, which is fine. And then there's a big sign above it though that says "We will never forget" with a right. picture of the twin towers in nine eleven o one. So. My first reaction when I saw, if I had walked by that, I would have thought, "Wow, that's really nice that a company is actually, right. instead of Google and some of the other companies out there that have gotten criticism for not acknowledging 9/11 on the day, right. here's a, here's a company doing that." And it looks Inst- really cool. Right. Instead, this sparks outrage.
1: Right. And some guy, some guy, and it's and it all stems from some guy takes a photo of it and puts it on Twitter. And on his on his tweet, this person who posted it says. Florida come on man I mean you're just going what what do you mean come on man it is a great it's, it's a display I don't understand I do not understand I cannot wrap my head around the basis of the outrage I don't well, know well because what it, we're all
3: looking social media has ruined this world honestly it really right. has I, I as much as I love social media, it, the other side of it is that we all are outraged all the time. We're right. looking for somebody to comment on. Everybody thinks they're a commentator. Everybody thinks they're paid to give their opinion yeah. and they're not. And it's fine to have opinions, but I think we've we've obsessed over to the point of having to find an issue with everything. No, but and,
1: and and I say and I and I know that I know that's true, right? To have an but I don't I do not I can't wrap my head around what they're claiming is outrageous about the display. Some That's people what, called it tasteless. But Other I don't, people but said I don't, it was one of the yeah, lame. I, I don't get it. But I don't. But I don't know what that means. Okay, We're perpetually outraged. We always find something to be outraged about. Usually, we at least give a reason for our outrage. I do not understand. There, there's. I, I have no. I've been given no clarity on when someone saw this and they were outraged by it. What is their evidence of reason for outrage? I don't. I. I what is the claim about this that makes it so outrageous? That's outrageous. Okay. When you say that, what does that mean? Why do you call it outrageous? I haven't heard an explanation for why it's outrageous.
3: Well, I do know, like I was talking with um I was talking with Sam Sorbo on her show about this today, and she brought up that she felt the same way that we do, that she didn't understand the outrage, but that some people had said, Oh, you know, unf- The unfortunate thing here is that Coke Zero is in the black box, and so ground zero, Coke Zero, the towers are made out of intent. Coke Zero. Was, I of course right. not, of course not. But of course, some fool's gonna get
1: upset. But that's I haven't even that. heard. I haven't even seen the explanation. I've heard you explain it that way. That like, you've said something to me. Like the only thing I can think of is that they were saying Coke Zero and Ground Zero, and I'm but like who cares still. But but you're the only person I've heard say that, and you're not outraged by it. I no. I still have not heard anyone who's quote outraged by it explain. Okay, so what is the outrage? Okay, you say you're outraged by it. Take your out and tell me what it is that you're outraged by.
3: Again, you've sorry,
1: just, you've just
3: Donald Trumped. I just you've just Donald Trumped, but um,
1: I mean, I. I that was probably guess, crass well, of the, me,
3: but I, I I don't get it. You could always you can always bleep yourself, but Jeez. Panama City Panama City Beach, which by the way is, is a hot mess typically, um and Spring Break Central. I love it though; it's great. It's a really nice, beautiful place. Is where this where this happened? I guess it was a Palm Beach. I'm sorry, Panama City Beach Walmart location. But yeah, I haven't. Um, I I don't know. One person. So one person said. Let me just read. It reminds you of the people that died in 9-11, and I don't think they should have put it in there like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, we should remember the people who died.
1: Right. So what would be the appropriate way of doing it? I don't really. Did you you need to take the pop cans and build a person falling to their death? How about if they build a big airplane?
3: Here's what another person said. Um, uh, Those people died, and you shouldn't be exploiting it with an advertisement. I don't think that's right. Um, anything that's patriotic is fine, no matter if it sells something or doesn't. It's selling to remind people to think of America, America first. So that was somebody who. So you
1: should never, you should never have an advertisement that contains that. So it was wrong of the people to build to do any sort of documentary things about 9/11, the movie that came out about 9/11, anything that. Do you understand CNN and Fox News and MSNBC when they do their 9 11 remembrances? They're doing it for ratings. They're not doing it because they're noble. And so they're going, have, people... they're going to have advertisements about their 9 11 remembrances, they're going to have graphics up. It's all about ratings. So for them to, anyone, for, if, to, to, to blast Walmart or Coca Cola or both for this kind of a display is asinine. Only a dummy would do that.
3: Well, you know, yeah, I think other people were able to be rational and say, hey, you know, we think this actually helped us remember. I just don't I don't get the outrage. I think. Well, speaking of outrage, should we can we transition? Okay, just <laughs> Can we
1: get a transition? I don't even know what we're transitioning to. I mean, I'm going
3: to tell you. I'm going to tell you. you know, just let me, hold your horses. Let me, get
1: it, let me get it up here. Just a second.
3: Honestly, you need to work on your delay. That was
1: very delayed. I it was um, delayed. I, I could get my fat fingers to
3: run my soundboard <laughs> over here. Said, said the person doing nothing while he drinks his pep, um, not
1: peppermint, I'm sorry, pumpkin. Pumpkin spice But lots. Okay, so wait a second. So are you one of those people that every season you're excited about the new latte that comes out of it, that you know like you know pumpkin spice is coming you're s- super excited about it it almost gives you you know or are you no like like are you the peppermint latte guy that when yes. he thinks of yes. course you are. you see you're the pumpkin latte guy you're the peppermint latte no, guy. no, no, no just no. like my wife is you and my wife have a very many things in common one I... you both dislike me a lot you very <laughs> listen, rarely listen to the things i have to say you think that i'm mostly a bloviator and mean which is accurate but you share all these things in common, including your love of the special seasonal coffees that come from Starbucks. Here's Starbucks. Let me give you $6 every freaking day so that I, I can do, taste I your do, garbage from now that comes until out. Christmas. Yes, and, I do. and the peppermint is just. Gag me with oh, an entire play setting. Mocha it is, is the best. That you're insane. No, no. Peppermint
3: you're mocha out of your is gourd, terrible. insane. Terrible. You're not terrible. even. A, this is unchristian. That's how awful it is. <laughs> it's unchristian. But I, we have transitioned, and I want oh, what we're transitioning outside. Aside from talking about you being the false prophet, we're going to move on into something okay. else. I think is very important, and that is how do we say his name? Is it Copernic? Ka- I don't even Kaepernick. know what you're talking about. You the, didn't tell the, me guy, we're transitioning the guy, the guy who's um, well, I'm getting. I thought you would know,
1: Mr. Football. I guess you were too busy prancing around. You didn't around even the tell me we're to going,
3: to going to a football. Su- to the story that was even, going on.
1: You didn't even tell me we're going to a football subject. Are we going to football now? Is, is yeah, that what we're uh, doing? Yeah, Colin oh, Cap- do say, no, listen, Kaepernick. Oh, no, Kaepernick. Do you like sports games, Billy? Billy, are you a fan of the sports on television? Do you like uh, the? Do you like the football? Do you watch the football? Mr. Colin are you being, are you K- being Laura Holloway f- right now Mr. or Mr. Colin Cap Ka- Copernic? Ka- Colin Copernic. Ka- what idiot calls him Colin Copernick? Capernick. Um Colin Cap. have you ever let me ask you this.
3: you're so exotic. No, no, no. Sorry, no, no, no. Let me let me let
1: me ask you this because it will it will be a very significant tell for me. What channel is ESPN on your cable network that you have in your home? I have never turned ESPN on my cable. Okay, that's, on, on that my tells television. me everything. I, I don't need even to know if know we about have it. That tells me everything I need to know about you. But, you'll sur-
3: but you sure I know which
1: channels have your reality television shows and The Bachelor. I ax- no, no.
3: In in all fairness, the only channel that I know, no joke, is CNN and Fox News on my TV. I ask my wife. I don't even know how to operate the TV. That's how infrequently I'm ever controlling it or using it. Um, it's bad. I don't. I do not.
1: I could tell you how to get to the news channels. That's it. Why don't you you take off your skirt, put on your pants, and take control of the remote control are you are you not the man of your house well we
3: have two we have two we have a bunch of TVs we have two with boxes
1: I don't use the other one why don't why are the the females in your home allowed to control the television you're the man because I don't want it I don't want to watch the TV you don't want to have ESPN on in the background while you're doing crap around the home I can't listen to people talk in the background well even if you
3: have it muted and you've got
1: scores running you can look at the television can I can w- also go online because I'm not you 70 leaving it. my car You can have a game on, on in the background my for crying on, out
3: loud. For do you, two hours do of my you house. have
1: any testosterone at all in your entire body? Can't you turn a game on and just have it on in the background? Oh, you know
3: what's funny? Glenn Beck doesn't like sports, does he? you Are saying no, Glenn Beck doesn't have I, testosterone?
1: Ex- Why don't we just go there? That Let's is just exactly, go there. Uh, Okay, that's what I'm saying. You and Glenn <laughs> both are low T. Or, <laughs> or perhaps no T. Because this is embarrassing. I want to know out there, how many of you don't
3: watch ESPN? Tweet us, let us know, because I I think Chris is a fool. Um, Anyway, I go online for things. That's what I do. I go on the internet because I'm not elderly. And I don't need cable. I actually would cancel cable if I could, to be honest with you. It's awful. We watch Netflix mostly if we do watch anything.
1: (sighs) Anyway. I'm so embarrassed. embarrassed How do you feel about Colin's whole... I think he's a... a a stinker. <laughs> a stinker. Listen, Look, listen, I'm not going to go, yes, but I believe he has the right to do it. Of course he has the right to do it. This, this is not the argument. The argument is whether or not he's being a jerk. And the fact is he's being a jerk and his, his, his protest is misguided. Well, I guess
3: I find it strange when celebrities do these things because it's like they're putting themselves above everybody. I mean, you're sitting there probably making millions of dollars a year and... You're not willing to honor the only flag in the world, or one of the only flags in the world, that would give you the opportunity, regardless of the flaws the country has, to make yep. those millions of dollars a year. Yep, so I agree. that that is what makes me. It, it now, yeah, he has the right to do it, and that's fine. And, and I do think, like Benjamin Watson's reaction to this, um, which we're doing, we're gonna have a story this weekend on, on Desert News when the show comes out. It should be live about about Ben Watson and how he responded. I know the Blaze covered it too. Yeah. um, To this. You know, he basically said, Look, this is something that we have to respect. It, there is a rich history of sports figures who make their opinions known, but he explained why he would stand up still and he would um, observe the um, national anthem. I just think, I don't think you do more in this case. You bring attention to yourself, you're not bringing attention to an issue because everyone's annoyed with him or they're praising him. They're not yeah. talking about the broader narratives of what's
1: Going on in this country, right? Well, and it's amazing to me his sudden his sudden decision to to do this. I mean, it just kind of came out of nowhere when he when he figured when he had little to lose is when he did it, you know. Yeah.
3: Well, and, yeah, look. And yeah, I I just find the whole thing strange. I also love. <laughs> You know, did he convert to Islam? That's right. the big, yeah. That was the big Jeez. question, and he said no, he didn't. And as far as I know, he's got a Christian background. I mean, he's got Bible verses
1: tattooed all over means, himself, and his parents have said means, that means little to nothing anymore. He's got a Christian background. I mean, it's like
3: okay. In the that, past, he was he like, was held up by Christianity. Today, and others yeah, as I know. a Christian, I know. So he's, I don't know. I don't know where he stands. He's dating a Muslim um,
1: woman who's a famous TV host. He's just gotten uh, he's gotten douchy over the last couple of years, and it's really. It's really frustrating because I enjoyed when he was at his pinnacle a couple of years. I was, I enjoyed watching him play football. The guy could move; he was fun to watch. But now he's just he's just annoying.
3: I mean, well, just, as we've uh, learned though, with the success uh, of this show and the fame we have, fame goes to your head. We've learned that, Chris. Oh, I know, we? I know.
1: I'm, you start getting mugs. I'm, you start I'm, selling I'm mugs. And... Out con- I'm out of control. I'm out of control. I am actually out of control with my you big, are my, you my are big headery. So, <laughs> anything uh, else about Copernic? <laughs> about Copernic. I feel like I knew somebody with a last name Copernic. Well, there's well, never mind. We're just going to, you know, Oh, by the way. So did, what did you listen to this? There were stories out reports out about the Seahawks talking about possibly doing something like as a team or several of the Seahawks, which really hurts my feelings because Seahawks is the local team here. Right. Uh, talking about, I just doing think some this is so protest. lazy. It's honestly,
3: so stupid. No, it, it it's pisses stupid. me off. It's so lazy. It's Get stupid. your ass off of the football field <laughs> and go do something. If you believe so strongly in it, honestly, <laughs> right. it's so lazy and annoying. Right, this I is
1: c- the easy move to make. Right, is to kneel down during the national uh, anthem, and you're gonna. They know arc, that they're gonna I have just, the media they, on their back, on their on their side, and they, this is an easy thing to do. It doesn't require any actual sacrifice for them. Now. If the
3: Seahawks why don't they do kneel it, down for the millions of babies who are aborted every year? Why don't they kneel down for some other issue too? Uh, because it's that, just, I'm not saying they're wrong to take a stand. I'm saying it's annoying yeah. that none of these
1: people ever want to take a stand on anything else unless they're Tim Tebow. Right, and Enough. they're ta- and they're doing it during the national anthem, which is I and mean, it's like oh, whatever. It's because their their message is wrong. I mean, if you want to, there's protest- a whole debate over anyway. the national anthem and the history of slavery
3: and whether or not it's racist and all that. And people can have that debate. There's right. a line that's rarely sung in the song that that a standing. It's the third stanza that's not ever sung anymore that was originally in there that mentions the word slave. And there's a big disagreement over what's going on there, over whether Francis Scott Key is talking about slaves yeah. um, who were fighting with the Canadians or whether... I don't... It's it's complicated, but right. it's in the story, actually, that we did on, on Deseret. But again, different time, different place. The song has come to mean something different. And I think we are actually at the point where we can't observe anything and have anything be sacred or nice because... Yeah we just can't handle can't, our emotions and we, i think that's we can't,
1: sad we can't have nice things you know
3: i made it nice <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so enough enough copernic talk do you want to get into the interview what interview are we doing this week i don't even remember i know we so, talked about it earlier well th-
3: this is actually somebody who i got to know when <laughs> you're going to laugh this is great um, when you were filming that, something
1: yeah when you were <laughs> when you're in one of your star movie roles Are you taking Uh, a picture right now? Do I need to pose? You're awful. You're
3: really awful. Um, This is somebody who I met when I was on the set of Left Behind. And it's (laughs) Randy LaHaye. Actually, no. It wasn't on the set of Left Behind. He actually
1: corrected me on that in our interview, too. It was when we were... um, I was with him in Nashville. Okay, just a minute. Just a minute. You claimed to me that it was when you were on the set of Left Behind, the movie you starred in. um, And then... (laughs) And then as you're discussing this interview, you realized, you know what, I used that same lie with him and he corrected you he corrected you during the interview, which you knew before you started to recall this story to me here no, on the I podcast. Listen, so that listen. way you could get in an, another mention of your being on
3: Ran- a movie.
1: Randy mm-hmm.
3: LeHay is Tim Lehaye's grandson, right. who recently passed away, author of Left Behind. So so Randy Lahaye Left, Left Behind Nashville. the source author of Left Behind, the source material for the movie you were in, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but but Randy's okay. the grandson. He's like much of, much younger, of Tim La- obviously. Of and, Tim Lay. of Tim Lay. The and author Randy of, has author a new movie. Ball. You're just um, unbelievable. He has a new movie called Vanished, and it's actually coming out. It's a one day only theater okay. thing, but it's an actual movie. It's All not right. a documentary or anything. And uh, I have not watched it. I'm actually going to watch it this weekend. But I've heard great I've had heard really good things about it that it's actually the way that Tim LaHaye would have wanted it that he had a chance to see it before he passed away um and you know that it's basically based on not the left behind books but another related series for teenagers okay um
1: and it's younger people going through the rapture and what and oh, he- the end times I've heard about this I mean I don't know that I've heard about the movie but I've heard about this series of stories wasn't there isn't there a series of stories about Tim LaHaye these- wrote them Right about the kids who survived, not survived the rapture—but you know, you know, as you said, but it's actually a series of stories. Okay,
3: yeah. So um, it's called "Vanished," "Left Behind," "Next Generation," or something, yeah, like, something su- like that. Something like that um, so sounds familiar. So. Yeah, that actually is what it's called, and I think the series is by the is by the same name, if I'm not mistaken, the book series, but this is the first of a number of films that are going to be coming out, and I think, cool. I love that he, he basically has chosen, he's the producer of this project, it was his pet project, he has chosen to do this as a one-night-only thing, which I think will be fun, um, and the original Left Behind was like
1: 16 books, right? So, so, um, why, so why are they doing just a one-night thing instead of running it in a, several se- theaters for a couple weeks?
3: I asked him about that. I think it's a cost thing. I mean, to, to do a one night only production okay. is actually, you're building a campaign around it. People are generally getting excited and it costs much, much less. Uh, you well, know, for fake movies, but but the film
1: But the film's got to be distributed to all the theaters anyway, right? But it's, it's so much cheaper to just do one night than it is to have the same film showing a few nights in a row in the same theaters. It is. It is.
3: I guess yeah, you have to, pay. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I yeah. do ask him about this and he explains some of it, but you have to pay, like, I guess all the time that that movie is occupying a screen, it's a huge oh, cost. Okay. So to do it one night, um, and, and a lot of times if you notice, it's like during the week, you know, it's like on a random night, yeah, some of yeah. these things that happen. Um, but yeah, look, and I think this is really interesting, and it, it kind of makes you wonder about the other films. Mm. Tim LaHaye, before he died, he said, quote, finally there's a movie on Left Behind that captures what made the book so successful. And I thought that was oh, really? a really
1: interesting comment so that's, from him. So that is interesting. So what do you know what his complaint was with the original Left Behind movies? It started, Well, the first ones were starring Kirk Cameron, and then there's the one starring you. <laughs> hmm. Well, from what and, I know... And Nicolas Cage, but... And,
3: there were there was a lot of drama with the first three from from what I understand, and I don't know the ins and outs of that. But he was not happy. I think I want to say there was a lawsuit or something that happened, but I I, I don't want I don't want to speak out of turn. But sure. there was something with that, and I, I think the last one he just wasn't maybe he wasn't that happy with the way it turned out. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that his grandson obviously works on this, and this is somebody who knew him intimately, knew him well, and yeah. uh, so we'll see. But anyway, let's we'll, we'll roll that interview. I think people will find it interesting to hear what he had to say. It's Billy Hollowell here with the Church Boys Podcast. I have my friend Randy LaHaye on the line, producer, actor, and Randy, you have you have this new project that's coming out very soon here, in September, September 28th, the film Vanished, which I'm super excited about. Uh, thanks for coming on today.
2: Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to, to be here and to talk about Vanished.
3: Well, so... Um,
2: so- Go ahead.
3: D- dive. Well, diving. I was just going to say dive in. I'm. I want to know. Like my biggest question, and you know, just all of these films that have come out the last couple of years, we've seen more of this sort of apocalyptic um, themed imagery in film. And you know, we go back now, and obviously, you know well, your your grandfather Tim Lehay having written um, the Left Behind series and the Vanish series, um, this has been a popular topic. So take me through. The film. Take me through. What can you tell us about what viewers are going to see in Vanished?
2: Um, I'm, I'm going to do that. But first I'm going to tell you why I made the movie. Kind of like how I was inspired to come up with this idea. And why it's a fresh, new, young take on the Left Behind series. So I was in high school um, when Left Behind, the first original book, was published. And I watched as my grandfather created this book fiction book series with uh, uh, Jerry Jenkins, and the hope was to inspire Christians to want to learn more about biblical prophecy. These two men, Jerry Jenkins and Tim Lay, had no idea the way God was going to use these books to become a part of popular culture and become an incredible outreach impact for um, an entire generation. And the books exploded and And sold millions of copies. And what was happening, which I saw by reading all the letters that came in to my grandfather and Jerry, I saw firsthand. It was amazing. There was a specific through line to all these uh, fan letters. And they were saying, Tim and Jerry, we love sharing these books with our unsaved friends and family. Because they get sucked right into the entertainment value of the story. But then organically out of that, they're sparked to question deeper, eternal things in their own lives. And those those questions led to conversations and people giving their lives to Christ. And so for me as a young man, I saw right away, that was the power of the Left Behind book series. And as I kind of looked around at, I live in Hollywood and I work in the entertainment industry, and as I kind of looked around at the um, landscape and saw what films were serving what markets, I became very keen with the YA films, films like Twilight, Hunger Games, The Virgin, Maze Runner. (laughs) There's a lot of them now. And I noticed how they resonate and really speak to tweens and teens in a medium and language that they understand. And so the kind of idea that God just popped into my head a couple years ago, since really today's generation of kids have no idea, Um, what the Left Behind book series is, Um, I thought, what if I created a new movie, um, Use the touchstones of Left Behind, but really make it a fresh, new, young YA version to kind of excite and introduce the Left Behind concept to a whole new generation of, uh, of kids. And so that's what my movie, Vanished, is. It's a YA version of Left Behind, and... I'm t- Billy. It is so cool. God was with us. There's no way we could have done this without Him. The way the movie turned out is spectacular and special. And I say that because of the um, responses we're getting from kids around the country that we've screened it for. Um, first of all, they love the movie. We have a really cool cast of young um, Hollywood up and coming stars. We have Dylan Sprayberry from MTV's Teen Wolf. We have Amber Frank from Nickelodeon's Haunted Hathaway. We have Mason Die from MTV's Teen Wolf as well as uh, uh, Flowers in the Attic, original Lifetime movie. And if you've noticed, some of these titles, actually all the titles I just said, they're not Christian titles. So these are mainstream Hollywood kids. Amber actually happens to be a Christian, which is fabulous for going around and promoting the movie. And she's a
0: really cool kid. They're all great kids.
3: But I think but, that's important. I, I think that's really important what you just said because you know, one of the critiques, and, and I talk with other Christians a lot about this, of how and there's nothing wrong with this. I just think for some people, you know, there's another movie coming out, and I won't say what movie it is, but it looks really good. But the main actress is not somebody who had done really anything outside of the Christian world, and some Christians sort of say, "Oh, you know, well we're, this is terrible. You know, we need to, we need to have Hollywood actors in there." But look, you, you've got some filmmakers. I think your mission's a little different. You have some, like the War Room, the Kendrick brother, Brothers, where they just come out and they say, look, our goal is to speak to Christians. That is our goal. Yep. Um, and every movie uh-huh. has a different goal. And I think what you've spoken to there is interesting. And the cast is impressive. Um, and and I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how this... Now, I want to ask you, and, and at risk of making you lose your mind a little bit, because right now your focus is this movie, but is this something pending on how it goes where it could be, there could be sequels to this film?
2: Well, well, no, that's that's exactly the concept and the idea, and that's why we're doing the theatrical fathom release, which we can talk about in a minute. But that's why we're doing it is because the dream and goal was to not make one movie. The dream and goal is to tell my grandfather's left behind story in a in a in a, in a, in a ho- for a whole new generation, which would be the seven year tribulation, the um, rise of the Antichrist, the battle of Armageddon, and the glorious appearing of Christ at
3: the end. Yeah, and I think and and one uh, thing, you know, that listeners should know is you, know, you and I are friends. I met you actually on the set of um, Left Behind, the the remake, what that was a couple well, of years ago. Well, it
2: was yeah, it was uh, during during the promotion of the movie. I don't I was not on the set.
3: Yes, I'm sorry, you're right. We it was in Nashville. We we were at um NRB. That is correct. And right, I had right. been on the set, you know, previously as well and you know, and and we've talked, and I had a, a wonderful opportunity to talk with your grandfather last year um, for the book that I wrote, the Armageddon Code on, on the End Times. And you know, your grandfather's legacy is huge in this space. He is the most respected, if not one of the most respected, experts on the end times. And as we know, it's an area that there's so much debate about, but. Um, it, it's a really intriguing area, I think, of biblical study that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And here you are diving into this, I think, in a fascinating way to try to attract teenagers. Um, mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. Ta- take me through, because I think the release of this is interesting. It's a one-night event, correct? September 28th?
2: Yeah, so Hollywood's got a big stronghold on all the um, theaters and the, and the way they make it very difficult for independent films. difficult and expensive. For independent films like ours, to you know, come out in a thousand theaters and run run for two or three weeks or four weeks, um, we've got to we've got to raise five to ten million dollars, and it just didn't make economic sense to us. There is a company called Fathom that has a unique uh, technology where they live stream content to theaters across the country. So we just decided let's do a Fathom event where it's a bit like a concert and a live event, and a movie all rolled into one. So you're, if, if you go on September 28th at 7 p.m., now that's local time, meaning 7 p.m. no matter what time zone you're in across the country, you can find uh, this movie playing at one of your local theaters, and when you go to the movie, you're going to see the movie, and then immediately after that, there's going to be a live-streamed event from Los Angeles featuring our cast, myself, Um, in front of a live audience of about 200 youth group kids, and we're going to be talking about the movie, and it's going to be hosted by prominent youth leader Doug Fields from Download Youth Ministry. Any youth pastor in the country who's worth his salt knows the name Doug Fields. They've read his books, and it's going to be such a great... The thing about it that I'm excited is this live event is going to help this film realize its outreach potential because we're going to talk to the cast, and it's going to be an exclusive kind of inside look at how these kids get along, how they prepare for their role, and they're just, they're such fun kids to listen to and talk about. I mean, you know, they're Hollywood stars. And then Doug is going to talk a little bit about the movie in a, not a preachy, kind of churchy way, but a relevant way that ties together the message of the film and the world we live in today. So it's really, I mean... Anybody who goes to this movie, no matter how old they are, they're going to walk away and they're going to be thinking about things that maybe they've never thought about before in deeper, eternal, kind of theological ways.
3: Yeah, this is something that I asked Jerry Jenkins about, too, last time I talked with him because I was curious. You know, in writing the book that I wrote, it was very evident that there is a huge debate on the finer points of theology, on the timeline. Not everybody embraces, you know, pre-tribulation, rapture, and all that. Um... And what Jerry said to me was what Jerry said was, look, I'm we were most interested in writing left behind, and I don't want to speak out of context, but I think this is sort of what he was saying. We were most interested in getting people to talk about this, even if they disagreed with the timelines or whatever, to at least talk about this issue because ninety-nine percent of Christians believe in an end times and believe that Jesus will return. Um, what how does your goal sort of line up with that? You know, because I know critics will come at you and say, Oh, well, you know, I don't agree with this timeline. How do you What's your goal? Yeah, how we do we
2: that? we did not make this movie to um to kind of prove a particular eschatological viewpoint. We made this movie to get people thinking about eternal things. It you know it was interesting what you just said about um, the Kendrick Brothers with War Room. I think these Christian movies are like pastors. There's different pastors all across the country. There's the um, pastors that preach fire and brimstone and are extremely conservative. And then there's the more um, uh, soul-searching, uh, soul-seeking pastors that kind of uh, are more uh, mainstream. You know what I'm saying? The charismatic and then you the, all these different flavors. And that's how these movies are. And I've got nothing against movies that are maybe too Christian or preach just to the audience. But with this particular movie, what we wanted to do was make something that you didn't have to be a Christian to go to it and enjoy. But when you go to it, our movie is very much from a Christian worldview and will get you thinking about deeper, eternal things. So we didn't get into the eschatological views so much. The themes in our movie are, what if everything you knew about your world suddenly crumbled? And if, you, if, you, uh, if the rapture happens, are you ready for that? And if it doesn't happen in your lifetime, at some point in your life, you still need to ask that question, are you ready? Because nobody gets out of here alive. And so um, it, was, it was much more broad, if you will. And that was our, that, that's the way we wrote the movie.
3: Yeah, no, and I think I think that's uh, I I think that's helpful to people too. Who you know, people get so wrapped up in that debate, it almost boggles my mind how how people get. So I think it's fascinating that you've tackled it from that perspective, very similar to what Jerry had said about um, the way that he had worked with your grandfather on Left Behind. Now, um, your grandfather recently passed away, as, as everybody knows, and as listeners know, was he able to? Did he have a chance to see any of this? Was he? Because I know this is about carrying his legacy on. how involved was he in the process and did he get to see a relatively finished final product?
2: It it, it is very much about honoring and furthering his legacy. And um, he helped with the screenplay two years ago. We passed back and forth some notes. He was always a fan of um, this, this project and championing it. And it's a little bittersweet. The sweet part is he did get to see a rough cut of the movie about six months ago. And I can tell you he was elated, and he absolutely loved the film. And the bitter part is he won't be there for its release and for it going forward. But um, he'll always be a part of this franchise, because without him it wouldn't exist to begin with.
3: Well, listen, this has been great. Is there anything else that you want people to know about the film? Any other things maybe we haven't talked about you think are important?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Let me, let me just say this to, to, the, to the viewers or to the, to the listeners. Um, sometimes there are Christian movies that oftentimes, I think, fail if they're trying to um, out, be, be an outreach film and, and go beyond the pulpit or beyond the, um, the church, if you will. Um, this is not one of those films. This is a film that you can take an unsaved, unchurched friend to and they are going to absolutely love the film um, as just a Hollywood movie, and it's going to open them to conversation. So I would encourage all of your listeners to not only go to the movie and see, th- and see this great new YA thrilling movie, but to bring somebody who is in their lives that they want to um, spark a conversation with. This is the perfect movie for that. Uh, it's September 28th at 7 p.m., And you can go to our website to find all the information, look at the trailer, um, find a theater near you, buy tickets. The website is TheVanishedFilm.com. That's TheVanishedFilm.com.
3: We'll make sure we link out to that as well, and I appreciate you taking
2: the time to come on today. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Billy. I look forward to uh, maybe coming on again in the future. Absolutely. Attention, Church boys. Man I eat these
1: guys. You know what's really sad? Your your uh lack of ability to bring us back from a break. That's <laughs> no, what it, it broke up. I couldn't hear. I sure heard I heard something that every I heard air and I just must, went for it. It must break every time then. It must.
3: Alright, listen. I I have to say, if I were, and we didn't agree to talk about this, so I'm just gonna bring it up okay. really quickly. If I we're raising double the amount of money than my opponent was, and if I had a husband or a wife who was already president, right, and if I had a ton of political capital from being Secretary of State and from being a senator, I would be extremely depressed that the difference in the Real Clear Politics average between me and Donald Trump was only two point <laughs> seven
1: percentage points. Well, and but the, and that's the head to head, right? If you factor in Jill yes. Stein and old what's his name, Goofy Mc. Goofy McPoops's pants. What's his name from New Mexico? <laughs> Gary Johnson. Gary
3: Johnson. Goofy Mcpoops's pants. It goes
1: down to two point one if you factor
3: in. <laughs> so, so this, and by the way, and we talked a lot about the electoral you know, map. We won't go into all that, but even those numbers on the know, average, it's like point three in Florida. Clinton's up 03 It's right. you know, it, they're very not all of them.
1: Pennsylvania is six per points. That's a big he's, deal. There's no, gonna, there's no way he's there's no way he's going to win Pennsylvania. No, there's the no fact, way. But people keep saying, including Steve Deese, he has to win Pennsylvania. No, he doesn't. He's closer in both Virginia and Iowa or Virginia and Nevada. And he's up in if, Iowa it, on the it, average. Right. If he wins Virginia and Iowa, he doesn't need Pennsylvania. And the fact is he's way closer in Virginia than he was in Pennsylvania. In fact, right now, or at least right now, in Virginia, Hillary is up five. She was up like, less than that the other day, but she's up five in Virginia and she is up how much in Pennsylvania? She's up six and a half in Pennsylvania. So she, he's actually closer to her in Virginia. So if he pulls off Virginia, if he keeps Iowa and pulls off Virginia, he doesn't need Pennsylvania. And the but fact she's is, she's
3: raising double what he. I mean, it's insanity. I know, I
1: know, I know, it's insanity. But if you go, but so if you go to the Real Color Politics page and you just simply go on, if you click on uh, uh, the RCP electoral map, if you there's hundred and fifty five electoral votes in the toss up category. She leads 229 to 154 in the among non-toss-up states. Oh, and by the way, Texas is as is as close to being toss-up as it can possibly be. It's in the lean's Trump category. Texas. Texas is in the lean's Trump. South Carolina is in the lean's Trump. Utah is in lean's Trump. That's how up a crick he is right now. So Texas so Texas is in lean's Trump, but She's up 229 to 154 on the Electoral College map on Real Club Politics when you take out the toss-up states. If you if you click on no toss-ups map, like if you take all of the states that are currently toss-ups and you say, well, you know what, we're not going to count it a toss-up. Whoever's ahead is ahead. They get that state. She wins 340 to 198.
3: Yeah, it's not a good situation for him. I think the debate's right.
1: going to matter quite a bit. On yeah, the I and I do think I do think that the debates will have an impact. In fact, the debates were having an impact with Mitt Romney until he took the gloves off. I mean, took put the gloves back on and started 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 losing to Obama in the in the debates 4 years ago. And Trump's not going to do that. There aren't going to be gloves on. There they, he may be restrained, but there aren't going to be gloves on. No, I also he's, think he's more likely to screw up without gloves on. I mean, he's He's going to say yeah. something that everybody's yeah. going to go, oh, you're just a jerk. I mean, they, they already know, but he's going to show it to the
3: rest of the world. The well, the look, country. look, if, yeah, like bringing up the Monica Lewinsky or something, I mean, something like that's not going right. to, probably not going to play too well, I don't think, but you never know. Right. But if you're seeing the polls this affected by things that are happening in the news, the con thing, uh-huh. and, and now Clinton's emails, you're the, these are going to be, I bet you, I'm guessing that these debates have the most impact that we've seen in a while in a presidential election.
1: It's, it's possible. With as, with as heavily disliked as the two are, I suppose there are other things that will have more significant impact as far as swinging votes one way or the other. So
3: I would think. But we'll see. I, I still think it's 70-30 that she'll win. But I, that may change after the I'm really interested to see what happens. I'm going to be on the phone calling you. I'm going to be tweeting. I'm going to be going crazy. It's it's like the event of the year. It's the Super Bowl for me right now. Well, during the during the debate. Yeah, I yeah, can't right. wait for the debate. Yeah.
1: It'll be it should be entertaining. When is it? Since it's this
3: month. It's, sorry, I think it's month. Monday the 26th. I think that's okay. a Monday of September. gotcha All
1: right, let's close this right. drama out right. so before family gets here. And by the way, you had some things that you told me your wife did. That we, that we need to discuss, but let's get to this, the story that you're going to bring us back with, and then we'll get to some stuff about your wife before we get out of here. So, she all right,
3: anyway. this is, this is going, a story that's going out in Awego, New York, um, and it's basically, I'm probably not even pronouncing that right, but whatever, a town in New York, O-W-E-G-O. Is Cap- Copernic? i I don't know. Copernic, New York. Enough, enough. Anyway, this, this the town put in, they installed a 9-11 uh, memorial, which is going to be dedicated this weekend. Um, and it starts out with the words, on September 11, 2001, 19 Islamic terrorists... Dot, dot, dot. Those words, Islamic terrorists, have started controversy. There's a local Muslim group, I think it's called the Islamic Organization of the Southern Tier. They have spoken out, allegedly, in a letter reportedly in a letter and said this is you know you need to take this word off of there the word islamic off of there it's going to create problems for us um and blah 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 basically saying the words are improper they want it to be changed to just terrorists or al qaeda terrorists they do but, not want it to say islamic terrorists so they,
1: they want to they want to erase and rewrite history um, to fit their agenda do, have you read 1984 billy Yes. Right. The main character's job, his job was to go through and rewrite news stories and take out words and redo them and then destroy old copies.
3: Is his name John Seidel? (laughs) (laughs) We love you, John, (laughs) allegedly. Um, But (laughs) no, no, I think. (laughs) I wish John listened. This is how we'll tell if John
1: listens. You can't go around saying those
3: kinds of things. Well,. I don't know about that, um, but well, look, I'm a truth teller. I'm kidding, John. If you if you're hearing this, John, let us know. This is how we'll know. Now, John's a wonderful person, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is actually, and and by the way, <laughs> go over though. I have to give John a little plug. Go and check out. Go. <laughs> Go and check out I Am Second, which is uh, a great organization. It's where he works. They've got some really good videos up lately that uh, are worth checking out. So, look, I even <laughs> your, gave you a plug, John. Your Italian your
1: Catholic guilt is just killing you right now. And you're not even Catholic. <laughs> and you're only half Italian. <laughs>
3: no, I'm 75% allegedly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Feels this, so bad
1: <laughs> about hurting his feelings. <laughs> Well, can you imagine if I spent all of my time apologizing for the things I've said? We would never have a show. It would just be no. a, a, a riddled with apologies. You'd also need
3: a soul oh. for that to happen. Right. Um, oh, I have the worst back itch right now. Okay, I got it. Get anyway, a pen, get a pencil. So I did. I used a pen. Oh. Um, so basically, the town manager, the city manager, Donald Castellucci, <laughs> Castellucci it's Castellucci. He said he basically said, "Hey, I'm not Pounce, <laughs> This ten. is ridiculous. We're not we're not taking this out. We're not changing it." Um, and he said I sent them an email back saying I disagree with their premise 100%. And then he said I don't live in a politically correct world. I live in a historical fact world. <laughs> Whether it's American homegrown Christianity, Islamic, you call it what it is, and we don't whitewash things, especially here. Right. So that was his him. reaction to that request. Right. Um, and Giuliani, Mayor Giuliani, weighed in on this, and you know, so it's I, it's silly. Um, but I don't understand why we have such a hard time. It it's a group of people who hit claim that they're Muslim and that they right. committed acts in the name of Islam. Westboro Baptist Church claims that they're Christian and that they commit their acts of, you know, obviously I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying um, in the name of of Christianity, that they protest and all that in the name of Christianity. I don't agree with it. I think they have Christianity wrong. Muslims are free to say that they have, they think terrorists have it wrong, obviously, but they still believe that they're Muslims. Yeah. Do they not? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, it's I mean, it's so stupid to, they are, how are they not Islamic terrorists? I mean, they're saying that. The, uh, so it's so aggravating, and we just and 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 they think that, and maybe they're right that by just erasing this word, the people will forget, and that it will make it not so. But the fact is, it is so, and those of us who live through it understand exactly what happened. But I guess our, our people's memories are so fleeting, and they just don't give a rat's. Well, we're distracted about anything. We're distracted, yeah, and we're we're more worried about you know, Whether they're calling Copernic as kneeling down, <laughs> than we are about actual, you know, real, th- I mean, not that the Copernic thing is, no, I'm calling not that the Copernic thing It's Copernic feels nicer, no, it's Kaepernick, it's Kaepernick, I'm gonna go with Kaepernick, I, I am, sure. but the Kaepernick thing, I mean, it, it, that doesn't mean it's not important, but, I don't know, the rewriting of our history, and the just, the lies that continue to go on, and then we focus and then we focus on Donald Trump's clownery. Of course, the clownery of Donald Trump is important because he there's he there's a there's a chance he could be frigging president. This is I mean, well, I look, I there's know. two
3: clowns up in this circus right now, and oh. both of them are terrifying options for president. But what,
1: what did what did that all up on it called, called it a clown fart? It's <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, it but. is it is the strangest you know that American culture is doomed when these are the two creatures that are running for president uh, all
0: right. anyway
3: let's talk about we're going to close out here with a discussion that really annoys me another thing that annoys me
1: has to do, I'll be darned it has to do with females well like
3: okay and I know I actually appreciate on a level that my wife is very excited to keep picture records of sure. everything that right. happens everything that happens yes we have books. She makes books. Like I'm not joking. All the way from Sonic Sonogram One, all the way through. Does she
1: scrapbook them? And she like put little things in them. And oh yeah. Um, well, so
3: she's we have some of those, but she just likes to have like photo books organized. She'll put labels in and stuff. So a little bit, yeah. She'll label. She'll whatever. She orders pictures to right. put in frames. We have specific frames here and there. Right. She actually has frames custom made with oh. the kids' names on them, and she goes all out. Um, so no but, one, no know, wonder you have two. You guys have to work two jobs. Uh, it's, of course, it costs a million dollars. And then she'll be like randomly, oh, we need to change the pictures out. And that becomes a production. Oh, of, of course it does. Figuring out where things fit, which pictures do we need. And then when you push back at all and you're just like, I'm exhausted...
1: You should be happy that I make memories. You yes, should be happy. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have you whacked. I mean that kind of thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, and yeah, the fact is, Italian, you, so you yeah. don't cross. You don't cross, Andrea. I mean, that's just the. You don't. Then you then, don't. You know, she's like, go get, get that frame that. off the wall, and then you get it down. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And she's got. And she,
3: oh, <laughs> it's just—it's a nightmare. And and so and then you just like hope and pray that no big event is coming that there will be I'm, more pictures for I because know. it's I'm, just. And, like, first day of pre-K. Right. It, Didn't
1: you see the other pictures on Facebook? We need to get this right. You know, so, like, yeah, i in so addition. They've got their chalkboards now saying this is my first day. I had people, I had friends, speaking of someone you've mentioned already, this is so-and-so's first day of preschool. That's not even preschool. Daycare. It's like, why are you I, marking and celebrating yeah. first day of daycare? That is not a good thing. This is not no. something, to me, no. to celebrate. This is so-and-so's first day of of daycare it's like why are you telling the world this you shouldn't you be, yeah you, i understand first day of kindergarten i don't even like first day of preschool but i understand it but first day of daycare you're going no 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 no, you're marking the wrong thing well look this
3: this kid has been in school for two she better end up being a genius she's been in full-time school for two <laughs> years there was there was something called pre-k3 that i didn't even know existed that she oh. did but anyway so my wife bought no joke and i didn't know about this till yesterday and i'm horrified bought signs that on one side it says first day of, of kindergarten, pre-K, whatever. On the second other side it says last day. And there's a whole kit through 12th grade that we already have. And she's like, make sure you keep them nice because we're going to need that uh, sign again on the last day. And uh, I'm just like, hey, I said, Andrew, how much did this cost? Uh, Don't worry about it. So this is what, I mean, there's photos galore. So in my office, I have no photos up. I'm like the polar opposite of you. I have nothing up. I don't okay. want to see anything.
1: <laughs> I have books. That's it. I've got books. That wall is all books and TVs while there's posters and things. But I don't know that I have any family photos up, do I, in here? No,
3: actually, I'm, too, I'm lying because I've just been too lazy to hang pictures. I am going to hang some stuff down here. Oh, I do here, have a couple family photos over there. But. I've got like a U.S. map that's like a cartoon and you map. Have a clock, got. You have a
1: clock that's always wrong always oh, it hasn't been set <laughs> since we <we've> moved in <laughs> in the time um, in the time that you and i have done this podcast and you've done it from your basement office that clock has been wrong every time i i don't even think there's a battery in i'm not gonna lie yeah. why is and it then there we've got well we've got a hashtag light up sign which right. i love on the right. wall i know that you have that and you've got that h that hovers
3: over your left ear yes we just got that I, that lights up too but of I've course it does. has batteries so there you go. There you go. This is, you know, I just I, the picture thing. I, I appreciate yes. it. Oh sure. And I, you're gonna when these kids are gone and they want nothing to do with you, you just wait. You're gonna love it. Yeah, but what about when I want to have
1: nothing to do with them? <laughs> yeah, I'm that, so. Listen, I, I mean, and Ava already knows the drill. My four year old, just of like course. smiles and poses like right.
3: the minute the camera comes. I know mine knows. did the
1: same thing. In fact, Colton had his first day of kindergarten this year, a couple weeks ago. So this is he's just finishing up. Today is Friday, so he's finishing up his last, his second day, his ugh, second week of kindergarten. I'm and worried about you too. It's, it's been an interesting week for him because so it's been a really interesting week for my two kids that are in school. Lucy's still at home with mom because she's two, but Izzy is in fourth grade and Colton's in kindergarten. and It's his first year, so this week we get a I get a call from the kindergarten teacher. So I need to tell you about an incident that happened with Colton, <laughs> and I'm going oh. She says, "No, no, no, it's nothing he did." Of course, of course, your first your first thought is, "Okay, what did he do now?" Right? But he's a pretty good kid. He doesn't usually get in trouble. Oh no! She says, "No, no, it's nothing he did." And then I thought, "Okay, so what did he do that now he's crying about? Like, did he fall down? Did he, you know, did he ride on himself or something?" And that wasn't it at all. She said, "During class, I was talking to the kids, and he had his attention to me, and his head turned. And the little kid sitting next to him took his scissors." And cut his hair. I said, "Oh, fantastic!" She says, "No, and he wasn't upset about it or anything. He was good natured about it. He was, you know, he was nice. He just laughed it off." And she said, "You really can't notice, but I just need to call and let you know that his the kid, his seatmate cut his hair <laughs> during class today." Oh my <laughs> gosh! And then the next day, my wife drops the kids off at school. Usually they walk, but she dropped them off and. And Izzy runs out to the blacktop. Izzy's the oldest. You know, she's in fourth grade. And gets out of the car, runs onto the blacktop, isn't three steps onto the blacktop, and trips and falls. And both knees are bloody everywhere. And somehow, her ankles are bloody. <laughs> <How is this? laughs> that's what I don't understand. How did you wind up? That's what I said. How did you wind up with bloody ankles? I don't even know how that's physically possible. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> what did your wife do? Oh, I don't, she didn't see it happen. We got told about it after the kids were at school and the and the, the front office lady said, I just want to let you know, is he had a little accident today, and we've cleaned her up, and she she's got band aids on, and she's all cleaned up. Just let you know, just giving you a heads up that, that it happened." But so we asked her about. It. She said, "I didn't even." And JC was talking. A friend of ours, from several people who work at the school, but the guy who I coach with, his wife works at the elementary school. And she was talking to my wife and said, "Oh yeah, I helped Izzy out." And she said, "She's doing really well." She said, "She said she was really tough about it. she fell and came over to me and she was bleeding and things and said, and she said, you know, I think I hurt myself or something like that.' You know, and Carrie said, we have got her cleaned up.' And I asked her how she was doing and she just broke down into tears. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, she has her mother's toughness." So. Uh, and she
3: has your coordination, so Apparently, it's
1: good because she, I mean, she she somehow biffed it and skinned her hands up, of course, and then her knees are both. Bright red and bloody. I mean, the blood was running down her leg apparently, and her ankles. I, just, and not like the side of her ankles. You know, the bone that sticks out at the side of your ankle. <laughs> yeah, right, I've, I've cut that. Right, you've skinned that before. It wasn't that. It was this part, right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, it would be almost physically impossible to hurt yourself there. It's it's where the front of your shin comes down and meets your ankle and goes to your foot. It's that 90 degree right there. And le- unless right she, there like, tripped the over the curb. Uh, no, it And, like, it wasn't. the curb hit it. No, no. She was on the asphalt. She was on the blacktop. So, somehow... Maybe it was 11. Maybe 11 I, did it, secretly. I, I, <laughs> oh, did you watch that show? Did you watch the series? I finished it. Yeah, I finish? finished it. Oh, okay. We need to have a discussion about that, too. I loved it. Oh, so... So anyway, so she's got a bloody front of her ankle. It's, it's a place that you would have to intentionally try to hurt yourself, and she did it. So okay, I, we were going to close, but I didn't know you'd finished. You finished yeah. Stranger Things? I did. Did you like it?
3: We just finished it the other night. Um, I loved it. I can't oh, wait for season two. I hope f- they don't mess it up, though. It is
1: fantastic fantastic she's definitely alive still oh yeah 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 Yeah, because he's leaving her well we can't we don't want to spoil it for anybody yeah exactly but that but but i have a question
3: did they pay you a good amount of money to play the creature i mean they didn't need any (laughs) costume amazing
1: likeness wasn't (laughs) oh i can't uh, i honestly i thought it was great what a great show winona Ryder is fantastic she isn't. I have to be honest, the last thing I knew about her was that she stole some crap from somewhere. Right, right? So it was good she, that to see does, her. But she doesn't even look like Winona right? I mean, she does, but like she's not dolled up or anything. She looks terrible. And is, I thought she was a great actress in it. Oh, she was fantastic. And my and and my favorite <coughs> character in that series was the sheriff. My favorite character is Toothless. Toothless. <laughs> He's great. He's great. But the, the sheriff is... You've seen him. He's done bit acting stuff in all sorts of different movies and shows and things. He's been in all sorts of things. And you'll recognize him when you see him. I thought he was amazing in that show. I wonder what agreements he made with them. That's the mystery that we don't know. Right. We don't know what they, what they talked about when he left. Anyway, it's really interesting. I, I, think, I, I think we're not going to like it when we find out. But we, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I think know but he looked some... look happy at the end. Right? When he was dropping off that package. Yeah, he well, kinda, kinda I, I think he made
3: a deal with the devil, maybe, but we'll see. I don't think he did because well, I think Michael because, Modine is in because,
1: that, right? Yeah, Michael Modine. Michael, Michael Modine. Michael Modine.
3: Whatever. All I know is he made a movie, call, a documentary called Jesus Was a Communist. I don't know if you know oh, that. Oh, really? I didn't know that. We've he's, interacted he's in the, the past, least, and I asked him to, go interest- to coffee,
1: and he was basically like, no, thank you. He's the least interesting of all the characters. He's the one of the biggest names, but he's the least interesting of all the characters to me on that show. Now, I, yeah, what we yeah. have to talk about, though, are those kid actors. Normally, you great. see a kid on a TV show or a movie. You're like, I want to punch every single one of those kids right in the mouth, and you didn't want that with any of them. you. Didn't want any of them to die. You know, usually you want a child actor to just die right there on set. None of these kids <laughs> did. You want that? They were they were really really good and talented, and not annoying, they and they were funny and a, a good actors. But that girl, except
3: who, eleven, had the li- as the li- that actress is the easiest job in the world. No, I can no, no. Sit there she and talk has the
1: deep. she has the hardest job in the world because she all of her all of her. Screen time, almost all of it, had to be the correct please. looks and demeanor. I thought, oh, I thought, of any, I could, I could honestly struggle with of, gas. and of, make better faces. Of any I don't... of any of the actors on there, she had the hardest job, and I think she, I thought she was the star of that series. Well, I'm, I think, I'm an actor, think, and let
3: me just tell you,
1: <laughs> I think she's going to get an Emmy nomination, if not an Emmy win, for that. And that
3: would be a waste of an Emmy because no, she did nothing. She, she did nothing. Brilliant. She, I, honestly. Fantastic. Honestly, she was a shark really a shart has more depth. I don't even want to go into this. Okay, she was so
1: good. I, I say I Yeah, I don't understand how you can say this
3: about her. I she thought was she was fine. She I mean, I thought was she was brilliant. good. I just don't think it's that hard to be like, yes, okay.
1: No, the looks and, like and the way she had to deal with things, and the how she would be in tears or near tears, and the, tears tears, and the, tears tears, and the range of emotion she showed without ever hey, using words. A lemon on her eye. Like, no, she please. was really good. Please. I don't understand. I, well, you're just, you know what? You are not allowed to watch season two, period, because she was great. And obviously, you have no you understanding the, or respect for brilliant acting or storytelling. Because, but wait a minute. Huh? We may
3: be very disappointed. I'm hoping that we're not, it, like with Fringe. I used to oh, love I the know. show Fringe. I, I started I getting too. disappointed as it went on because yeah. it just lost the feel of the first couple seasons. So I'm hoping that yeah. this is not. Uh, look, the way they left it is crazy. Yeah, it's really weird. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen.
1: With 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 the, with the
3: boy who came back, yeah, with, or with the yeah, sheriff? yeah, 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 because yeah. I, I think so. My theory is that well, I don't want to spoil too much, but that there's a way the of birthed, reproduction. Right. There that's was an egg. I don't something. know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think that's how the reproduction the happens.
1: Yeah, I think that the, I think that it was a birth of some kind. But the sheriff, I don't think we're going to be disappointed by the sheriff. I think that he's, if anything, he sold his soul to protect others. Right. I hope. Because because uh, he keeps having flashbacks, especially toward the end, there of his daughter and wife, right? That he lost his the daughter he lost. So yeah. I think I yeah. think I think I don't think we're gonna be disappointed in him. I think that he's anyway. I just he's a great character, and the actor did a great. of was fantastic. Did a great job on that. Well, I don't want to be disappointed. So I don't, I don't. I <laughs> don't either. But it's gonna be good. So anyway, all right. So uh, so we got, Was there anything we didn't even mean to go on that? That rant about Stranger Things, but it is re- oh, and the did were you a fan at all? See, I'm not a, I wasn't a fan of like the old 80s horror movies and the whole Jason, yeah. Freddy stuff. I didn't like that. However, what I did like about this series is that it replicated that feel. Like it actually had good film, f- filming. It had great photography or whatever videography, great acting, great storytelling. Unlike the movies from the 80s, however. The graphics that it would use, and of course they were dressed in eighties garb and had eighties clothes, or eighties cars and those sort of things. But the graphics that they used, like the 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 credits graphics that would come in and how they would pull things back, and and the the Chiron that they would use, that was really very well done. They did a great job of keeping the feel of a nineteen eighties horror movie. I thought that was really good. Okay, so you've lost. All right, well, lost interest, Obviously, so we're just going to ahead and cut this out
3: now. So. <laughs> I'm I'm actually looking at Netflix casting calls. I'm sorry, I was distracted. Are you, of
1: course you are. are. Are they doing a Are they doing a, a a left behind thing for Netflix?
3: No, this looks very interesting. They need are, people to play criminals of all sizes and shapes. All, so I'm in all sizes.
1: <laughs> well, you only fit one size. Plus. Plus,
3: eight dollars an hour. What?
1: You can't even get eight dollars an hour in
2: Washington State. The- Church Boys.